Welcome back to another episode of Wildly Adequate, the show about anything, everything, and today, video games. Uh, hello, welcome. This episode, what number is it? I don't know, because this is one of our bonus episodes that will be going out around the holidays when we decide to take some time off. So to explain this episode, every year, for this will be the seventh year now, I have run the annual Urso Game Awards pool. If you don't know what the Game Awards are, it's basically the Oscars, but for video games. So I run a little pool, and we are going to do that on the show. So right now, we're going to go through all the nominees. We're going to select all our guesses. Then I'm going to splice in the results where we go through to see who won. Uh, if you want to play at home, I'll figure that out later. Uh, <laughs> and also, we're filming this on the night we recorded episode 36. Yo, can you send the link out to like... Can we like post it on Wildly Adequate? Yeah, we're gonna do that's that. What I'm thinking. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, as if it wasn't obvious enough that we recorded this on the same night uh, that Pablo was on the show because he's <laughs> sitting here and not Mark. Uh, don't worry, Mark's gonna do the survey too. And when we splice in the footage from December, whatever, Mark will probably be back. Pablo, say hi to the audience for this episode. Um, hey guys, I would like to just grab something really quick. What question are you on, Patrick? Wait, wait, no, you're, you're not supposed to do it. Together, you're not supposed to do it. <laughs> Why are you saying oh, also uh, Patrick and Malcolm are here. Duly Hot. There you go. Pa- uh, Patrick and Malcolm are here too. Oh, thanks, man. Duly thanks, Jerk. I got two questions. Do you think Duly is hot? Mm, I think so. She reminds me of Sydney. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. Oh, Actually, you took I'm it as a compliment. Yeah, what? I think Sydney's pretty. Sydney is pretty. <laughs> I would hope so. Sydney is pretty. <laughs> Also, I don't know why. Sydney. She reminds me of All righty. So here's how we're going to do this. We're just going to go one by one. Now, you don't necessarily have to share your answers with the if, with the crowd if you don't like to. In fact, I'm not even probably going to be answering mine right now. We're mm, just going to go no. through and do it, and I'll do it like Done. later kind of thing. Wait, wait. So do I answer or not answer? Yes. You can do it now, OJ. And we'll discuss. You know, we'll talk about things. I just want to talk about it. So let us get to the nominees for this year's The Game Awards. We begin... With the big one, fellas. Game of the year. Game of the motherfucking year. Our nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, <coughs> Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, the remake, of course, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and a little game called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ain't no way a remake is getting game of the year. Ain't no way. Wow. There's no way. It's a hard pass on Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Here's the thing. Game of the Year is always the toughest one for me to decide on voting on. Ask anybody early on in this year, slam dunk, take it to the bank. Zelda. Zelda. Ah. However, a little game came out of nowhere called Baldur's Gate 3. Now, in case you're curious, I should have mentioned this at the top. I also have open last year's results from the Game Awards, in case we would like to check back on that. And the site Open Critic that I like, which is essentially Metacritic, but for video games where it's got the scores. So, for example, on their 2023 Hall of Fame, which is like the 12 highest games, and it gets updated as the year goes on, Baldur's Gate 3 currently at number one with a 96. Right behind it, Zelda, also with a 96. Mm. So we're neck and fucking neck here in terms of... You know, the highest. Damn. Obviously, you have RE4 on here at 92. Okay. Spider-Man down at 91. Uh, Mario Wonder at 91. Wow, Dave the Diver made it up there. Right? So, game. this is the question every year, and specifically this year, because it's been such a monster year. So, Who's going to get it? So, so hold on. I really, I need to 
I need to have good guesses here because my money is on the line. Right? Yes, there's a five dollar <laughs> entry f- oh. pool thing for us. We'll figure it out later. Um, and if you're playing at home, again, this is coming out. The Donate same money so we can take it. So. Yeah, the only way for you to access the survey is by first Donate. putting in your credit card. Donate five dollars. Yeah. Um, so what's it gonna be, fellas? What do you mean? We're not. I'm not filling it out, are we? Well, yes. I'm filling it out myself, like but like, I'm not going to yeah. tell you. Well, sure. It's just, you know, for the light discussion of all. Here's the I thing. Can, I think I can start if you. Go ahead. I personally think it's between Baldur's Gate and Zelda. However, hmm. what I will toss out. I'm playing Alan Wake 2 right now. Ooh. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it just came out a couple weeks ago. And it has, I believe, eight total nominations. Same Alrighty. as Baldur's Gate 3. So I also think out of it from that perspective where I'm like, this game just came out and it has the same amount of nominations as Baldur's Gate 3. So does that factor into things at all? What are you laughing at? There's 31 categories. Yeah, it's a lot. That's what I'm saying. We're going to blow through some of them. This is just the big one. Game of the Year is always the big one. We're doing 31 categories? Yes, there are 31 total categories. But some of them we can blow through. Some of them I also think are clear obvious answers but so game of the year does everybody have specifically you two and well, also public yeah. everybody here, locked here, in here's the thing here's the thing Please. i was gonna go biased mm. but now i'm trying to take into account you know what you guys are saying what the critics are saying mm-hmm. i was gonna put my vote on spider-man too mm. but i really don't think it's gonna be the winner <coughs> now that i think about it mm. i was seeing a lot of stuff about alan week wake two and how alan i was week? doing alan week <laughs> alan wake two and how it was doing so well and so mm. i was just gonna stick with Alan Wake. Stick with Alan Wake. All right, here we go. I'm gonna say Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate for Pablo. We Pablo. arrive next at best game direction. I just don't know anything about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Awarded for outstanding there creative vision and innovation in game design. All the games here, it's the same five minus Resident Evil Four. Now, in case anyone what it's reference, last year Elden Ring Elden game Ring. of the year and best direction. Now this doesn't always happen. But there but. is a history of best or game of the year also winning best game direction. So if you went with Zelda or Baldur's Gate Boulder's or Alan Gate. Wake, Mario, Spider-Man, whatever, there's a chance doubling down pays off. I'm doubling down. So you're going to double down? Sure. Are we content <laughs> yeah. here? We're content here. Okay, moving along. See, some of these we don't have to spend all day on. Best narrative. Ooh. Now, this is also hard because I haven't played all these games on here. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3. Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which is the big story expansion they did. Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man 2. This is a story, right? Yes. So this is mm. best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a mm. game. Last year, God of War Ragnarok. Here's the thing. Final Fantasy 16, haven't played it. Doesn't really factor in for me. Spider-Man, loved it. Don't think it has a chance at this yeah. thing. Not a chance? I think it's down to Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, and Cyberpunk for best story. What's Alan Wake about? It's about Alan Wake. <sighs> Alan waking up. harder to describe than... The first game is basically Alan Wake is a writer who goes to like this small kind of like town in Washington okay. to kind of like get away from everything because he's got writer's block. Um, and like the, a couple hours after being there, his wife basically like falls into the lake outside their cabin yeah. and gets like taken by this sort of dark presence. And it's sort of, it's kind of like very fourth wall breaking and like meta narrative, but it's just about him being like a writer dealing with this kind of like horror situation happening, but he keeps finding these pages mm. that he typed 
that he doesn't remember typing, but he'll read one and it's like, you know, and then a monster came in through a window and then the fucking monster comes in through the window. That's all I need to know. And the second one builds on that and has like kind of like some murder mystery vibes and all that kind of shit. Gotcha. See, I would say Boulder shit just because you're such a biased pig. <laughs> I really am. I, I mean, I've played through these games. So it sounds like you only played Boulder's game. <laughs> I play Spider-Man and I grew Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man had like, there's a story. Are you done, but, by the way? I'm 60% done. Oh, now you're going away. Uh, I know, I know. But it's like, Games. but based on what their category is, outstanding storytelling and narrative development. It's Boulder's Gate. With Boulder's Gate, there's so much you can grow and you can have different paths. With most of these games, it's kind of like a, a set path that you can follow and you're all going to get the same outcomes. Mm. With Boulder's Gate, because it's a development game, you can have different outcomes for whatever you do. Mm. All your actions take it to play. I might hurt Showing it, sense. actually, that. Now that you say that, because hmm. like there isn't a cohesive narrative, it sounds like you're saying, like it's like, like there's a well, main it's story. Like, it's almost like a Fallout or a Skyrim or something. Yeah, so that's like, why you know. I def if it's like a Fallout or Skyrim, I don't think it would get it. Then. Hmm. I mean, I would say Cyberpunk. Oh, was locked in. Bo yeah, I would say Cyberpunk. You were gonna go Cyberpunk. No, I'd say both of them are up there. I would say okay. Cyberpunk. Is everybody locked in? I'm locked in. Mr. Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we move along. To best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic oh, design. This has to be Zelda. In animation. This has to be Zelda. This is another tough one. Now we have Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. How, how, different is, how different is this new Zelda game from Breath of the Wild? And it's like aesthetic. Aesthetically, they're pretty similar. Okay, like, it's the same it kind of cell shaded y look, which That's is why I think that hurts Zelda. You're right. You're Alan right. Wake 2 is a beautiful looking game with a lot of cool, trippy shit going on. And, like, they incorporate live action stuff into mm -hmm. the, like, animated game stuff, which is neat. Mario kind of seems like an easy answer because it's, like, it's so visual. Like, it just pops because it's, it's so basic, you know, though. Mario. But yeah, sure. Basic. Maybe a hi-fi rush because of the sort of like cell shaded but different than Zelda and like I've never seen Liza P. There's a lot no. to that Liza P is uh it's not from from software, but it's a Soulsborne game. I'm locked like in a Dark you Souls right now, so it's one oh, of those hardest okay. fuck games. You're gonna lose your five bucks. <laughs> Everybody's locked in. I'm locked in, yep. Yep. And we're locked I'm gonna do better than Patrick. So, really? Yep. It's a good thing this is getting recorded. Score and I like music. Really number five. I don't like it. For outstanding music, inclusive, <laughs> inclusive of score. <laughs> fucking Jeff Keeley, fix your website. Inclusion of score, uh, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Someone tells me, what, tells me what sounds good. Someone tells me. <laughs> <laughs> this is where only playing two of these five hurts. I mean, the music in Zelda is fantastic. That main fucking... Like nostalgia as well. Like that this main like of the Kingdom for... theme is brilliant. Alan Wake 2, from what I've played so far, the music doesn't really stand out to me that much. Hi-Fi Rush is kind of a game that's like a rhythm game. So it sort of like involves music more intimately. Honestly, to me, this one is okay, between Final Fantasy and Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi would be a good one. Considering Hi-Fi Rush is a fucking rhythm game, so music okay. is incredibly important to it. And Final Fantasy's Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy the music's always banging. Okay. And we move along. To best audio design, Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, the remake, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. I think this is between the three horror games. Because when it comes to audio design, I think horror 
I'm mm-hmm. checking last year was fucking God of War. Fuck you, Game Awards. Horror to me is where audio design shines, which puts it between Alan Wake, Dead, Dead Space, Space, and Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Personally, gross feet off. <laughs> having played all of these games except for Hi-Fi Rush, and if I'm narrowing it down to the three horror games, I think I would go Dead Space. Do you agree with that? That's what I said for you. I was the first one to say Dead Space. Is it going to win is a different question. Uh. <laughs> but personally, I think I would go Dead Space. So wait, what was, this category was best audio. Audio design, yes. And what's the difference between audio design and the one previous with best audio? That's score, score music. and music. Oh. So it's more like, you know. You bigot. Whereas this is like, you know, the sound of a door opening or a gun effect or like all this, you know. What? <laughs> okay. Paula Pog. <laughs> um, all right, I guess we're moving on from audio design. Best performance. Now, this is another one. I haven't played all these games, so this hurts a little. We have Ben Starr. Uh, I wrote this down in the actual thing, so uh, hold on. Let me actually pull this up. Best performance. Games? Ben Starr as uh, Clive Rossfield in Final Fantasy 16. That's the main character. Cameron Monaghan as Cal Kestis in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the main guy there. Uh, Idris Elba as Solomon Reed in Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Melanie LeBird as Saga Anderson in Alan Wake 2. By the way, the fact that the guy whose name I'm blanking on who plays Alan Wake wasn't nominated for Best Performance. Snub. Uh, Neil Newbin as Asterion, whoever the fuck that is, in Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Now, last year for Best Performance, of course, we had Christopher Judge, who voices Kratos, who gave that infamous fucking 12-minute speech, and it was hilarious and way too long. For this year, do they go Hollywood with, like, an Idris Elba or a Cameron Monaghan? Or do they stick more to the game space? With maybe somebody like a Yuri Lowenthal, who's voiced characters in TV shows and movies and fucking games. He's done a million things. I like Idris Elba. Shut up, Hollywood. That's your new nickname. Hollywood? I have not played Jedi Survivor yet. But from what I remember of Cal Kestis Kim K Star doing Wars on the screen Survivor, there? What? Kim K? That's Melanie LeBird. That does not look like Kim oh, K. Oh, I was looking at it from a weird K. angle. I, look, I was looking at it from a weird angle. She looked like Kim K for a second. <sighs> Were your eyes closed? Okay. I would hope maybe Yuri, because obviously he's great as Peter and Spider-Man. However, who is it? This Neil Newbin guy as a Sterion might the be the favorite purely just because... Is that the guy with the white hair? Yep. I That's feel like I've seen so many people talk about that guy in Baller's Gate 3 that I think this yeah. Neil Newbin dude has a shot mm. at probably maybe taking it. So you think it would be Neil Newbin? If I probably. <laughs> five bucks you're dying for, Patrick. <laughs> no, it's not just the five bucks. It's all the five bucks added up together. It's yeah. the pool. It's going to be a bunch of money. So, yeah, there. I don't know. But also, I'd like Yuri. $100. You know, give it to Spray. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if 50 $100. people play. Mark. Is that how Matt, math works? Malcolm. I have 25 people play. I did the math wrong. Uh, innovation in accessibility. Recognizing software and or hardware. 20 people. Pushing the medium. 20 people forward. play. Yep, you're absolutely right. <laughs> by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. So, this so is, not Mortal oh, Kombat 1. This is basically the type of award. I believe Last of Us Part 2 won it the year it came out because it's like how many accessibility features do you have? Like Last of Us has this type of things where it's like, do you want to like hold triangle to open a door or do you just want to tap it well how is diablo on here for accessibility features for all the things they give people i don't know spider it's spider-man boys Move next spider-man next sony usually does good in this respect <laughs> thank you thanks right, thanks for having my back because they won with god of war and 
Last of Us. So that's at least two in the like past couple years. Oh. I think Spider Man's oh. definitely got a shot. Um, the rest I don't Spider-Man. necessarily know enough oh. about to pick, so I'd have to sit and really stew on that. Combat. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, I just don't get how either one of those being a fighting that's, game... You need to have specific controls for it. Yeah, like, I feel like that's all that input need. and combos. Yeah. I don't ah. get that. I'm just not up... I mean, I play Mortal you Kombat 1 me. a little, but I'm not up on it. So anyways, moving on. We should play. Games for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I don't know a single oh, one. Now, this is where we get into the more, like, indie <laughs> side of things. Uh, I was gonna a say, Space I... for the Unbound is a game I would like to play at some point. I hear good things. It fake, is no hey, longer on the uh, Open Critic Hall of Fame. But, <laughs> like the Space of the Unbound for me. Uh, but that, I don't, I don't necessarily know what it's about, but I know I hear good things. Chance of Senar, couldn't tell you. Goodbye, Volcano High, couldn't tell you. Chia... From what I understand, was like received well enough, but it wasn't anything to light up the world. Terra Nil couldn't tell you anything. Cool. I would assume the other front runner in this, other than maybe a space for the Look Unbound, would be Venba. Unbound, right? Venba, because I know that game has like cultural and like significance and all that. Like, oh, okay. nowadays, all right. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's the game words? Plus, Venba, I believe we'll get to it. Is also up for best indie game. Interesting. Oh, wow. So there's some buzz mm. about it. You know. Oh, wow. I'm not telling you. Why? You can't all have the same answers. We're not going to, yeah. I want my five bucks. I want want the pool of money, baby. Best ongoing game. Now, one of these we're going to get to makes no fucking sense, but whatever. Uh, Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience. If it's not not Fortnite, then... It's basically just asking you, it's like, what's the best game as a service, pretty much. Last year, Final Fantasy 15, 14, online one. Uh, This year, Final Fantasy 16 is up. Nope, that's 14 again. I don't know how to fucking read. Uh, I got to I got to change that. Hold on a second. Could it win back to back? 14. Wait, is it going to update in real time my survey? No, you have to refresh uh, it. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Um So then maybe it makes more sense than I thought. We've got Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite and Genshin Impact. Here's the thing. Fortnite just had like its biggest player count ever yes, with the classic mode thing they just brought back. However, I don't know if that's like too recent that it's not going to get when does, factored when does in. It, when, does it, uh, when does it stream? When does the Game Awards stream? December 7th. So there's still a few weeks. It's going to get But I forget when voting actually happens. Um, it's going to get factored in. So Fortnite's definitely up there. We love Fortnite. Apex, maybe. Fortnite OG map. Genshin Impact, I haven't heard about in a while. Apex Final really Fantasy 14, I don't know. And Cyberpunk seems weird to me, too, because it's like that's a single-player game that they just added stuff to. So I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Fortnite. Best community support. So it's basically like, you know, studio with community support. No Man's Sky. Uh, We have Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 16, or 14, and uh, No Man's Sky. Uh, Baldur's Gate. (sighs) Good social media activity. This is one, again, I'm not... As up to date on, I would venture a guess and say it's definitely oh, not going to be Destiny 2. Oh, oh I was going to vote Because Bungie has had like... <laughs> no, Bungie's. Bungie's had a lot of problems lately. So I'm going to venture a guess and say definitely not Destiny oh 2. God. I'm going to go Destiny 2. The other four, who the fuck knows? Destiny 2. It's going to be Destiny 2. Going Destiny 2. Moving along. Best wow, indie really game. 12, huh? Here we go. <laughs> For indie game of the year, we've got Cocoon. I'm going Dave. Venba's not here. Dave the Diver. I lied to your face. It's on something else. Uh, so then I need to change my vote. Dredge, oh my Sea of Stars, 
and Viewfinder, which is that puzzle game where you hold up like the photograph oh, and then it like becomes Viewfinder part of the world. Viewfinder is good cool. though. Now, according going, to Open Critic, Dave the Diver Dave, right? is at yeah. a 90. Sea of Stars, sea of is, Stars is at an 89. And those are the only two games on here that are also in the indie list. I would say Dave. Now, here's the thing. I would have probably said it was between Dave the Diver and Sea of Stars. However, there was controversy that I learned about today. Because Dave the Diver, even though it was developed by a small team, was apparently funded by some like, really? like big ass really? corporation. So now people are basically oh. people are basically saying like, well, it how is it an indie, indie game? How is it an indie game if it had all this funding behind? Are we it? recording a podcast or tea time? What's going on? Because normally tea time. Tea time. an tea indie time. game is considered like you know smaller budget, small, small yeah. team, which is what this was. But they had so like all be, the budget. I to Viewfinder then. So it's like. Viewfinder had good oh, buzz. Oh, All these games bad. had good buzz and reviewed well. So oh, this is another bad. like tough one. Dave Diver, does the controversy hurt it or not? Uh, I think so. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Best debut. That was it. Where Venba comes back. Best debut indie game for the. So it's basically a it's studio's. A it's, a tower. it's for a studio's first mm. game, basically indie game. We have Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, which you laugh but reviewed very well. Uh, Venba, which again, second time being on here, uh, and Viewfinder. This is another tough one. <sighs> I don't know. What? This what? is a tough one. Honestly, I could see it going to any one of these. Nice. Not that that helps right. with selecting. Helps me. Uh, next, best mobile game. Ooh. We have Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, Terra Nil. Personally, I think this is Honkai Star uh, Rails. Bleh, Star Rails. You're award. showing your ignorance every time you open your mouth because it's made by the same people that did Genshin Impact. And Genshin Impact. Wait, which one did you say would be what would win? This Honkai Star Rail game. I think that's a safe Hunter. bet. Based on the Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter's big too. Monster Hunter's probably a good like coin toss like between Honkai or Monster Hunter. You know. <laughs> Anyways. Best VR AR. We have Gran Turismo 7, oh, the Gran PlayStation Turismo. racing game, which has a VR mode. Uh, the PlayStation made Horizon Call of the Mountain. Humanity, Ooh, which is a one, puzzle two. game. Uh, Resident Evil Village, a game that's very well rated and Malcolm's stupid. That's scary. Uh, has a VR mode. And Synapse, which is a first-person shooter. These are all VR games. I'll say Gran Turismo. Horizon, don't think it stands a chance. So, no. Uh, Resident Evil Village VR mode... Maybe, but I feel like why would you give... I feel like what holds Gran Turismo and Resident Evil 8 back is that they're pre-existing games with a VR mode shoved in, whereas, like, Humanity and Synapse and even Horizon are Digital specifically, footprint. like, VR Digital games. Digital footprint, Patrick. You know? I don't even want to know what you were doing. So I would but maybe see, think I would between say Gran Turismo because of giving a high player base that experience of having that real-life speed mm. adrenaline without... Mm. The risk. Mm. This is true. This is true. Well, like a lot of these games, like oh, it's a video game, it's not real. But with Gran Turismo, it'll be like oh, I can actually drive mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at a crazy rate, rather than like oh, I would never actually ever fly a dragon or kill zombies or mm -hmm. stuff like that. This what? Is true. That is the dumbest argument I've ever heard in my entire life. Wow, that is the most. No <laughs> 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 hum. Do you agree with? Hold on. Do you see why I'm saying that? What do you mean? From you're, a general you're, perspective, you're saying you're saying I, I you're saying Gran Turismo VR would be the best game because it's the most realistic. Yes, virtual reality. Like I would want to. <laughs> 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 I 
taking that literally. <laughs> That's okay. Stick with your choice. Okay. Uh, best. You're clearly tired. This. You're clearly tired. <laughs> best action game. We have Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, which is made by FromSoft. So the you know Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Elden Ring people. Uh, Dead Island Two, Ooh. Ghost Runner Two, <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant Two. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it straight with you boys. I like the word Rubicon, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna vote for that one. <laughs> uh, Dead Island Two, I don't think so. Ghost Runner Two, I don't think so. High Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is on enough awards that I don't think it's going to win. That I think this is maybe the spot where you give it to it. However, Armored Core is the Dark Souls people, and they win fucking everything. Like, they've got two Game of the Year awards under their belt already. So it's hard to parse it out, you know. Moving on. Away from action game. Best action adventure game. Why are these two separate categories? Don't ask me. We have Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Star Wars. I don't even play Star Wars. And Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. God, just seeing Cal Kestis with his lightsaber. This strikes me as another award category that you would give to one of these games that was maybe up for Game of the Year but But didn't didn't win, Mm. which is why I don't think it would be Alan Wake or Tears. I think this is more of like a Spider-Man or a Star Wars. It's begging you to pick it. Spider-Man's begging you to pick it. Why? Flip, like flip he motherfucker. said, like like what he said. You don't think Spider-Man it's not going to win Game of the Year, but they might be like consolation. Like he didn't win a Game of the Year, but here take this. <laughs> I don't think they'd say consolation, but I think there's a certain amount of like that thought process added to it. Mm-hmm. In addition, to, I'm sure there's also if like one of these games was clearly the best, they would just say, yeah, you get both awards. You win. But I think there is like some kind of like, well, we gave this Game of the Year, so let's spread the love here. Yeah. Best role playing game. We have Baldur's Gate three. Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, uh, Sea of Stars, Starfield. My my vote goes to Skyrim. Where's Skyrim? <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, I think... Could have lost in 2012. As, <laughs> 2011. As good as Final Fantasy 16 and Lies of P and Sea of Stars and Starfield to varying degrees are supposed to be, I think this is Baldur Gate 3's award far and away. Take it to the Very bank. Nice. I completely Thank agree you. with you. <laughs> A best fighting game. Now, this is an interesting one. We have God of Rock. Never heard of it. Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which reviewed surprisingly well. Pocket Bravery, never heard of it. Street Fighter 6. I think it's between Mortal Kombat, Nickelodeon, and Street Fighter 6. I like Mortal Kombat 1. I don't think Mortal Kombat 1's got it. Really? What about Ultra? uh, What about uh, Omni-Man? What about Omni-Man? I don't have him, and I've played against him like once or twice. He's fine, but I don't think... Mortal Kombat's got it. What? I, I think also I Mortal it. Kombat 1 also kind of has some like microtransaction and like other stink on it that like I don't think. Well, how does that have to do with it being the best fighting game? I just think it's got like stuff working against it that like Nickelodeon doesn't Is Nickelodeon have. like the, a Smash? Like it's like a 3D? Yes, it's like a Smash. Oh, then but it's it Nickelodeon, came, it baby. It reviewed way better than the first one did. Okay, Nickelodeon's taking it. These are your stanky feet. <laughs> Back to the stank feet. I want to murder you, bro. What Family game. You? Uh, Disney Illusion Island is like a Party Mickey Mouse platformer. Mario, Party animals. Pikmin 4. Sonic oh, Superstars. Mario. Mario. Pick, Pikmin 4. Pikmin. Take it to the bank. Okay. It's Mario. Wait, wait. Mr. Pinkman. Or Party what? Animals. Pikmin 4? Wait, who's the guy that has the Pinkman in Smash? Oliver? Olimar. Olimar. Is that his game? Olimar? Yeah. Yes. The Pikmin. That's yeah, what they're yeah. from. Well, it's the Olimar's from Pikmin. Guess what? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm gonna go party animals. Do it. 
It did good. Sim strategy. We have Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, which is like a remaster. City Skylines 2, Company Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, Pikmin 4. This is where we start to get to the categories that even I'm like, uh, sure. Um, (coughs) City Skylines, I hear good things. Pikmin 4, obviously. Nintendo reviewed well. Fire Emblem, I know people like. Company Heroes and Advanced Wars, I don't know enough. That tank looks cool. I'm going that one. <laughs> Perfect. Advanced Wars. It's got to be Pikmin. It's got reboot. I actually played Advanced Wars. Um, like, uh, yeah, I was going to say this version. remasters of the old ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh my God. Advanced Wars. Yes. That's the one with like the blue and the red tanks. Yeah. And... Here we go. <gasps> yes. Yep. I'm going Advanced Wars, baby. There you go. Sports this slash racing game. Tough. We have EA Sports FC 24, which by the way, I don't know if you guys know, FIFA took the license away from yeah. EA. So it's I promise no longer you, I know. FIFA. They've rebranded it, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to make knew. their own FIFA game. It's not going to sell as well. Uh, so we have EA Sports, FC24, F123, Forza Motorsport, Hot oh, Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharged, and The Crew it's definitely not Motorfest. The crew. Does FIFA never not win this award? Like, well, let's take a quick look to what won sports game last It was FIFA, year. obviously, right? So. Not, not uh, even. Sports and racing was Gran Turismo 7 Oh, sports and year. racing. Why group those two things together? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I say Forza Motorsport. Forza definitely has. Forza's probably, considering it's Xbox, probably has the most like quality and polish behind it, mm-hmm. which I'm sure helps. So it wins. EA, like the s- f- soccer one and the crew, maybe. F1 and Hot Wheels, I don't think have enough like energy behind. I don't fucking know. Fucking racing. Uh, best multiplayer. Baldur's oh Gate 3. Boy. Didn't even know it was a multiplayer game. Uh, yeah, Diablo like, 4, yeah. Party Animals, Street Fighter 6. Mario, I don't think has any business Mario? being on here. Because, yeah, you can play it with friends at home. But, like, get the fuck out of here. No, Why would Street Fighter 6 be on here and not Mortal Kombat? Uh, I'm sure it is. They have online servers. <sighs> I'm going Party Animals again. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Honestly, I think Party Animals has a better shot at this than the family one it was in. I'd say Party Animals. Uh, best adaptation. Are you kidding me, dude? That crocodile with the shades, he's that's <laughs> cold. That's a, a banging freaking wallpaper. Uh so best adaptation is basically a game that was adapted into something. We have Castlevania Nocturne, which is sort of like another animated Castlevania series. We have the Grand Turismo movie. Uh, movie. Last, uh, we have The Last of Us Show. We have the Super Mario Bros. movie. And we have Twisted Metal Show. Here's the thing. If Mario gets this. I'm going to scream. <laughs> this is far and away Last of Us's category. It is the best video game adaptation ever made. Pick Mario. Straight up, full stop. Pick Mario. Please. You pick Mario. I'm not going to pick Mario. Oh. Mario is a win. fun, family-friendly movie. Whatever. The Last of Us is better than any of those Most other things. Most anticipated. Most anticipated wow. game. We have Final Fantasy VII oh, Rebirth, which mean, is basically the second Final Fantasy VII remake. We have my personal fave, Hades 2. Cannot fucking wait. Uh, like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which is one of those Yakuza games, Star Wars Outlaws, and the fighting game, obviously, Tekken 8. Personally, um, I think it's between Hades and Final Fantasy. Star Wars is Star Wars, so that always is going to have hype behind it. Yeah, Tekken is only big for fighting people. Yakuza's big, too, for Like a Dragon, but I don't know if that has enough like steam behind Star Wars is going to win this one. I think it's quite clear. Have you seen any of Star Wars Outlaws? I have not. Oh, you should check it. It's like it's an the open Bounty world, one, right? Yeah, like yeah, kind of Bounty Hunter. Uh, now we get to some of the awards that I know jack shit about. So these are always fun because we're going to just guess. I know a few of them. Uh, one, two, I don't know three, a single one of these four. names. 
Not one. Uh, any if content Quack, creators. Quackity. I don't know. Pick one. Have fun. I, I like Quackity. Quackity. I like Quackity. Best esports game. game. We have Counter Strike 2, Dota 2, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. League, baby. But, ew, no, Valorant. These are games I am not involved in. It is a world outside of my own. Actually, I could see Valorant. 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 It's okay. For the last four categories here, what I would like to do is each of us pick a different person okay. so that we bucks. aren't all the same one, Demon one. And we're each going to get one. So, Demon. Malcolm, this is yours. Best athlete, pick one, and then we'll do Patrick, me, okay. and Pablo, Best and we can't pick the same athlete. one. You better not pick mine. Can I pick first? <coughs> no, right. Malcolm's going to do this one. You're going to go first go. on the next one, though. Uh, Don't you dare pick the one I want. I got mine. I'm going to go Max Demon one. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Paco Hydra. <laughs> Hydra? Hydra. Uh, I'm Hydra. gonna go Faker. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so you've got Zaiwu or ruler, ruler or Imperial Max Hall. Demon one, Imagine was a demon one. You're gonna go with uh, Philip Imperial Hall Dosen. Even though Wait, I know what does Hydra look like? Uh, this guy. You should pick one of the two guys with the trophy in there. Oh, Patrick, shoot. I would like you to start for best esports team. We've got Evil Geniuses from Valorant, Fnatic from Valorant, Gaming Gladiators from Dota 2, JD Gaming, League of Legends, and Team Vitality from Counter Strike. JD Gaming. JD Gaming. I was going to pick the Japs. I am going to go Evil Geniuses. Evil Geniuses. The Japs? Because they also the have Japs. one of the best play, like, players on that team. So mm. There's the no Japs. What is he talking? He said he's going to go with the Jabs. I don't know. And uh, I might also have to bleep Jabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's yours? Oh evil genius. <laughs> I said evil genius. Matt, 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 you're going to have to bleep yeah. that. Malcolm, not evil geniuses or JD Gaming. Who are you going with? I don't want Team Vitality. Perfect. Uh, for the third one here, I am going to start with best esports coach. Oh, God. Christine Potter. I am going to say Christine Potter. I'm going to say the lady. Wow. Pablo? Me too. You can't. I'm going young. I'm going you can't. Yoon. I'm going Yoonhoom Sunghyung. Okay. Is there another lady? No. It's you these three. These are your three you're, to you're choose You're from. such a piece of shit. These are your three to choose Choose Jordan Sonic, Gunba, or XT. XT. You, I'm going Yoon. Did you go Yoon? He yeah. went Yoon. You Yoon. son of a gun. You got these middle three. Look at that guy. He just knows what he's doing. I'm going to go Danny. He's got Yeesh. some. Danny Sonic? Sure. Uh, and Pablo, last one. This is on. you. Best esports event. We have the 2023 oh. League Championship, Blast TV, Paris Major, whatever the fuck that is. Evo, which is the fighting game thing. The Dota 2. I'm going League, baby. And Valorant. I'm going League, I'm going League of Legends, baby. I'm going Evo. I'm going Evo. This was very popular this year. So League of Legends. No. I'm going to steal Evo. I said Valorant. Oh, sure. Whatever. Valorant, <laughs> Evo. You're saying League. No, I'm going Valorant. I'm going Valorant. I think Champions are really good this year. Yeah, I don't have to sit and think about that. Now, that concludes the actual Game Awards. However, really quickly, oh, before we go, I have three bonus questions that I always add oh, to my thing. Who's the Super of the Year? What is your personal oh. Game of the Year? I would like you to enter your personal Minecraft. Game of the Year. The one I would like wrong. to discuss slightly more, what is your personal most anticipated game? Outlaws, baby. Star Wars Outlaws for Patrick. What are we looking forward to? For me, it would be Judas. Which is being made by the guy who did Bioshock. I was going to say. Uh, I was going to go with favorites. Star Wars. I've played Star Wars since. Okay. I don't okay. even know when Dinosaurs roamed the world. What is this? Roamed the world? Alan Wake 2 and brackets saying I haven't played it. Okay. <laughs> For game of the year or most anticipated? Game of the year. Oh, do you oh. have like a game you're looking forward to? Yeah. Star Wars Outlaws. 
Okay, we'll get some Star Wars love. Uh, and last but not least, what do you hope is revealed or GTA announced 6. at the Game Awards? GTA 6 has a high chance. Um, You're such a copycat. I'm not, I don't know what else to say. I think they showed that Wonder Woman game a year or two ago, but it was like just a CG trailer. It would be nice to see that. I would hope Sony does something. <laughs> Ideally, if they show off the Wolverine game in like an actual capacity. Paula didn't like that. Something you been in my ear Paolo, all day. Paula did not like that. Um, it'd be nice to see Wolverine maybe finally because it's, it's been a couple a years beat. since we even heard about that. Submitting it. Um, but yeah, there you go. Patrick Speed Smell. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes. Sla- once you close the camera, we're gonna slap you in the face. Our nominee guesses for the Game Awards will cut right back for the result with the results. Patrick Speed Smell. And just like that, we're back with the power of editing. Pablo is no longer here. Mark is. And we are back. And what about our clothes? And our clothes are different. And we're and all in different spots. We're in different spots. And what about the shot? Could be slightly <laughs> different. And the shot might be slightly different. And what, um, el- and what else? And I don't remember. It's You're the not same wearing your TV headphones. background. What? <laughs> no, these are Mark's, but I, yeah. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, as you've just seen in the previous section of the show, uh, we did all our guesses and predictions for the Game Awards 2023. And I did them off camera as well. And Mark did his off camera. And we are now going to just sort of recap things a little. There's some things I'd like to talk to you guys about, you know, with the event is itself. What did we think? Uh, what did we like? What did we not like? All that shit. Um, but for the actual awards themselves. Wait, are we going to start with stuff we liked and didn't like? No, we're going to start okay. with the results. I guess I have one. Uh in terms of results for this year, where did I put the results? Why are the results not here? Oh, no. That's you messed up. Oh. Live on camera. The f- oh, there it is. It's because it's way at the beginning. <laughs> uh, for this year, Patrick, out of a total of 31 awards, you got 13. Now, what's the percentage on that? Correct. Uh, I do not know. Somebody <laughs> do the math on that for me. Let's see. It's about a third. Patrick seven, got anything. 46. You and Malcolm got Resident Evil like Village VR mode. That was one that only you two oh, got. Forty-five. I'm just really quickly 45. looking to see Patrick. Wait, 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 how many total? Wait, wait, put, put a pin in this for a second. How many total? Uh, Thirty-one. Forty-two percent. Forty-one point nine percent. Almost. Almost. Okay, okay. Usually he's a human calculator, but that one. You, uh, you also were one of only two people to get best esports team. So good job, Patrick. It's always league, baby. What, what, what's, what's the name of the esports team without looking? JD. Wow, he actually got it. <laughs> Malcolm, uh, you also had 13 out of 30. Let's go. Uh, you were one of two people to get Neil Newbin as Asterian in Baldur's Gate 3 for yep. best performance. Tell me who that is. <laughs> Tell me who that is. <laughs> um, other than that, you basically got points that everybody else did. Yo, uh, can we submit this to the uh, host of the Game Awards? To Mr. Jeff Keeling. Can we submit this to Jeff Keeling? Isn't he Canadian? He is. So we can mail this to him. Sure. To his Canadian address. Sure. To what end? Go on. Uh, to whatever end he wishes. Mark, you got 17 out of 31. I don't know what the uh, math calcul- on Let's that calculate is. the percentage. Here. Calculate Mark's that. Calculate it real well, quick. Well, I pass. I 50. Think. No. I guess it's 50. 55. 55%. You didn't give him a chance to guess. Sorry. Uh, Mr. You Mark, you were one of only two people to get Forza Motorsport. Let's go. For innovation and accessibility. You mm. were one of two people to get Cocoon for best debut indie. Mm. Uh, scrolling right along here. You were one of three to get Valorant for best esports game. One of two to get best esports coach for Christine Potter. What does she coach? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. 
Uh, video game player. Last but not least, I got 22 all out of right, 31, right. which means yes. I won. It's a now, rig- now before it's we a rigged go, games now before, go, before we go on to say how much uh, individual categories you got by yourself, Maddie got seventy one percent. He got seventy one percent. I just like everyone here to acknowledge that he's the one that set it up. Mm-hmm. So can we speculate as to the odds of him rigging it? Yeah, but at the favorite? same time, we've been doing this for many years, and he's always the one who sets it up, and he hasn't won very much. And you know what's also funny is that this entire Excel sheet was public right before the show went live, and yeah. then I updated it as it was going, so you could have been following along in real time the whole time. Uh, you shared it with me? Mm-hmm. I share it with everybody. I had it as well. Show yeah. me. Show me that you share it with everybody. Don't do that. Let's not waste our time here. There you are. How do I know you shared it with them There you go. Like before the Game Awards and not after? No way to prove it. There we go. I mean, if you really want to get that, there's definitely a way to prove it. If you really want to get that uh, crazy about it, um, so broad thoughts. What did everybody think about this year's Game Awards? One one thing I liked was how little time they gave people to speak. And I, what I really liked in particular is when that one girl was coming to talk on the microphone. And they just played the music <laughs> over her. All right, so but they let her speak. We're gonna get to that, but <laughs> sure. I, I, I feel I generally love the Game Awards. Um, the last two years have been kind of disappointing, if mm. I say so. Um, I feel like Matthew la- doesn't agree, by the way. But go on. Yeah, I don't know. I think in ge- like the Game Awards was started in like 2017 or 18 or something. Or something. Uh, I think this might have been 10 years for them, wow. or like nine. So. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like the Game Award, um, what do you call them? World premieres have been getting kind of shittier mm. over time. They used to like announce huge games at the Game Awards, and now it's just kind of like a couple indie games, like maybe like one like double A game, but they're not really huge triple A interesting games that they're announcing anymore. Mm. And then also, I feel like. Um, <laughs> They had a lot. What? Sorry. I, what the fuck? Sorry, what? Go on. My bad, my bad. I swear, every, like, half the time I'm like talking, you're just like, laughing. Sorry, you made me laugh. You made me laugh. Go no, on. but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of ads too. Which mm-hmm. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't quite love that, I guess. But yeah, that's about it. Patrick? Um, I didn't like that they switched out the girl host for the guy host Sydney halfway Goodman. through. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want they, her they to do be that every host. year. I want her to be the host the whole way through. Why? I just think it would have been, I think the viewership would have been <laughs> higher if she was mm-hmm. the whole way through. Interesting, interesting. Um, I like this year's show fine enough. I thought it was all right. I thought last year was better and a particularly standout show. I mean, it's all dependent on what, you know, gets announced and what matters to you. Because like this year, them ending with the new Monster Hunter game, you know, Paula was like texting me right away, and to a lot of people, that was like a huge, like, holy shit, another, like, the sequel basically to Monster Hunter World. Awesome. Um, but for me, it didn't necessarily, like, I don't give a shit about Monster Hunter. Whereas, like, last year, when it was Hades 2 and Judas, which is the new game by the Bioshock creator, um, seeing shit like that was like, I lost my fucking mind, where I was like, so happy. I mean, you two were there. You played them? You played those games? No, they're not out yet. Neither of them are out yet. Oh, okay. Um, when did they come out? I don't know. Oh, well, you're so excited about year. them. You think you'd know. They, they don't have dates yet. Okay. Hopefully next year. <laughs> Actually, on. Judas might have a date of like spring of next year, which I hope I'm not wrong about that because I yeah. want it now. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was fine. Um, I mean, I guess now is as good a time as any to go through some of the announcements. I always keep like a running note. Uh, let's see what I can remember here. Exodus was that sci-fi game that they had Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. come out and introduce. That was very cool. In it. Um, if I'm being honest, it looks a little generic-y, third-person, like, sci-fi shooter, but it looked cool enough. Like Callisto Protocol type? Kind of, but just not horror. And um, 
one of the gaming podcasts I listened to recently, they were basically, I guess they've got a website for this Exodus game and like they have a whole page that explains like not even the game story, but like all the lore leading up to it. And it starts like in the near future of like, you know, humans start going out to space and then it cuts to like 16,000 years later, like all this crazy shit's happening in space and whatever. Um, so the premise sounds cool. I like, you know, as Matthew McConaughey, Mr. All Right, All Right, All Right himself mentioned, uh, they're kind of dealing with like time dilation. And all that shit, which as soon as I hear that and he talks about like Interstellar, I'm like, let's mm. fucking go. Because Interstellar's rad. Uh, God of War Valhalla, the DLC to God of War Ragnarok. It is out. I have not started it yet. I hear it's fantastic. Um, and it seems like it's got some cool narrative components. And it sort of seems like it's tying back to the Greek games before hear, the two I hear Norse it hints games. at a future game in egyptian times also that mm. well the going rumor for years before they showed god of war 2018 was that it was gonna be like the egyptian mythology but then obviously they strayed away from that and went to uh the norse stuff with these two games um but mild spoilers for god of war 2018 what i really like about god of war 2018 was when they established this idea that like all the different pantheons mm. kind of coexist whether it's on, like, the same planet or different dimensions, like, whatever it is, but they all exist because, like, 2018 makes it very clear that, like, hey, this is the same Kratos who was just in, like, five games with, like, the Greek mythology and, like, you know, people... Have heard of him. People before. have heard of him. That's one of the coolest things in the 2018 ones when people, like, talk about him and they're like, you're that fucking ghost of Sparta guy, right? Or they mm. make reference to, like, when Mimir will say whatever. It's like, yeah, you killed that whole pantheon of gods. And it's like... He's this known kind of quantity. Um, huh? Quantity. Entity? Quantity. He's this known quantity? Yes. What is that? What does that mean? Like he's a known element in this world. People know of Entity. Him. Quantity. Am I, I losing my mind? I think both work, I guess. Both work. Both are acceptable. Quantity? Yes. I guess you could use that in the sense of just like he is, he exists, he's a number. Yeah. He's like a, he's one thing, I guess. He's okay. a known piece of this puzzle. Okay. Um... And yeah, they make reference to in 2018, kind of like more like, you know, East Asian mythology and like Egyptian mythology. Because I think you see like hieroglyphics or some shit at some point in that game. Um, they were like, I saw a picture. It was like pyramids off in the distance. I That would be so cool. I don't know what they plan on doing next with God of War. It kind of feels like Ragnarok ends in such a good place that it's like, well, you really don't need... Mm. Like, to have Kratos just be like, I'm angry again, and I'm going to go kill all kinds of gods again, kind of seems like it defeats the purpose of his mm. arc he's been in through, Ragnarok. He's been through such, like, a, a full circle. Exactly. Mm. I will say, however, this is not my idea, so I can't take credit for it, but I did hear people, like, speculate and talk about, like, oh, what could they do next with God of War? And somebody tossed out the idea of, like, well, he's basically taken out the Greek pantheon. He's had this run-in with the Norse pantheon. Their idea was basically, like, what if the Japanese and the Egyptian and like, you know, Aztec kind of thing or like Native American thing. Like if all the other pantheons out there basically heard, caught wind of this and were like, fuck, this guy's going after pantheons. And they basically like, rather than him going after them, they invaded and like went after him. All the kind of pantheons like joining up and shit. Could be cool. But anyways, God of War DLC, it's out. I haven't played it yet. I hear it's fantastic. They showed Hellblade 2 again. Mm. Looks still good. Microsoft exclusive. Microsoft exclusive, which makes me sad, but just fucking put it out already, mm. you scumbags. Um, are you going to play on PC or something? 
It's not going to come out on PlayStation. I don't, I don't know. Think. I got to see. I'm going to investigate. I'm trying to investigate because Game Pass, you can get it on your phone. And I'm debating maybe getting one of those backbone controller things because they also like Netflix has a bunch of video games which are free on there if you have Netflix. Mm. And some of them are fine with touchscreen controls, but they just put the GTA Definitive Edition, like the trilogy where it's three Vice City and San Andreas on Netflix. Netflix. So if you have an iPad or a phone or whatever and Netflix, you can play them on there. But I really don't want to play those fucking games with touch controls. Mm. So I'm kind of considering maybe getting one of those controller things. Which, if I then have that, would make streaming Xbox stuff possible and a slightly easier prospect than trying to fucking play Halo for the first time fucking like this. Mm. An idiot. Um, Rise of the Ronin, Samurai game, looks cool. Jurassic Park Survival, this like first person Mirror's Edge looking ass Jurassic Park game. Parkour type shit. Injected into me, that looks cool. Black Myth Wukong, which is being Mm. made by that Chinese team, I forget the name of. That game continues to look crazy good, astounding of mm-hmm. like how graphically good it looks. Some of the like enemy variety and all that shit, like souls like kind of thing. Fantastic. Uh, we'll get to that one actually. The other big one for me is OD, aka Overdose, the Hideo Kojima game where they had him and Jordan Peele come out. Um, this is that kind of Xbox game he's been making for a little while now. Um, mm-hmm. Separate from Death Stranding 2, which I thought they were going to show, but they fucking didn't. Um, anything Kojima does, I'm interested in, but him doing horror, mm. and especially when they're like, hey, Jordan Peele's involved somehow. And he's also doing like, um, A24 is partnering with him to do like uh, a movie? Yes, they're doing a Death Stranding movie with mm. A24, which is cool. And the thing about that that's neat is you could basically just cast Norman like Reedus? everybody from the game in the, the motion movie because they just look and, like themselves. Yeah. So you could just be like, it's Norman Reedus and it's Leicido and, and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird to get Guillermo del Toro in there because it's his mm. model in the game, but it's not his voice. That would be kind of fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, the last game of note here, and this is one of the things, like, I don't know, this one's not really a controversy, but we'll get into some things to talk about. Blade. Marvel's Blade being made by Arcane. I forget which one of the Arcane Studios. It's like the French one or some shit. Yes, so then it might be Arcane Leon, I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, for the longest time, was not an Arcane fan. Mm -hmm. I tried with Prey, and as I believe I've mentioned on the show before, I played Prey for like a good five, six hours, and was like, this game sucks. And then I played it again years later, and I was like, this game is nearly a 10 out of 10. Um, Prey is fantastic. Deathloop was really good. Uh, The first Dishonored was maybe my least favorite out of those three. Uh, How dare you? But I still have to get to the second one. Um, them doing Blade is interesting. It's not what I would have liked out of them. It's kind of like, I mean, at the time we're doing this, like a bunch of Insomniac leaks have happened because they were hacked and when it their like, schedule got leaked and whatever, and it's like, they're going to be making fucking Spider-Man and Wolverine and X-Men and Marvel games to like 2038. And I'm kind of like cool i guess but at some point i'd like to see them do you know these are the guys that fucking invented ratchet and clank and resistance and all this shit so it's like at some point i'd like to see you do your own thing again um so there's a little bit of that with blade the interesting thing about blade is that it is a studio owned by the fried folks over at xbox however there was no indication anywhere in the trailer that it was going to be xbox exclusive and even still, afterwards, when, like, PR people have been asked, like, hey, 
is this an Xbox exclusive game? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they still have not really answered straight up. I don't know what that's all about. If I had to venture a guess, it would be because fucking there was just something that came out where like PlayStation's outselling Xbox in Europe mm-hmm. alone, like three to one or some shit. Um, so if I had to venture a guess, it would be that I would assume Disney or somebody stepped in and was like, hey, we're going to give you Blade, but put it everywhere because we actually want to, you know, make money on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're learning that because there was some other thing recently where Machine Games is making the Indiana Jones game, which we still haven't seen anything of. And that apparently is exclusive. Hmm. But there was some interview recently where somebody, the way the guy was basically talking made it sound like, it almost made it sound, I think it was some Disney person, and it almost made it sound like they regretted giving Indiana Jones to Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like at first it was going to be everywhere. Then Xbox bought Bethesda. So they were like, okay, it's exclusive now. But I guess Disney's kind of seeing the writing on the wall uh, with like Xbox sales and shit. And I think they're kind of like, fuck, I wish we had put Indiana Jones everywhere. I do too. Um, By the way, like I saw like Blade screenshots and the game looks fucking like beautiful mm. it's third person which i thought was interesting because it's also interesting yeah because arcane usually does like first person stuff like dishonors first person um praise first person death loose first person they're all first person shooters or like kind of like magic using games it kind of looks like you when you're playing first person skyrim like shooting stuff mm-hmm. out of your hands and shit um yeah i don't really mind i know you're saying about how like kind of creating original ips and stuff versus kind of doing marvel stuff and i feel like it's it's fine if a company kind of will do like one for the masses and then one that's like very unique to them sure kind of like how some actors will do like a triple a blockbuster hollywood movie and then they'll do like you know a super low budget indie movie just for themselves and for the kind of like their super dedicated fan base or um yeah so i think it's like usually like that they did death loop mm-hmm. and they did um what did they do they did pray before that mm-hmm. so they've been making like original games so i don't mind that they take like a, a departure and, and do that because i think it'll be like i think they're so good at making games that I'm glad someone like them is handling something like Blade because I don't know anything about Blade, but I've always been interested in that character. So I want to see how they like. It's a it's a game. Uh, what do you call it? It's a company that I trust, and so I'm glad that they're handling it. And then maybe after they'll do their own original shit. But well, and there is a couple things with that too. Where yeah, first of all, I trust them, so I'm sure it'll be good. Um, I also, even though I'm not the biggest Blade guy, I like that they're doing Blade because it's like. I, if they're going to keep doing superhero games across the industry, I would like to see them kind of venture out where it's like, obviously, Insomniac's crushing Spider-Man. Cannot wait for Wolverine. Um, Did you see the leak shit, by the way? No, I've been... I just... I, I saw I saw one I saw one leaked clip, like, low resolution of him, like, stabbing people. It looks pretty cool, but... I'm sure it's going to be He tried awesome. to show it to me. It's to it was literally, it. literally a five-minute clip. Like, not five-minute, a five-second clip of him. I know like a lot of it's not, like, spoilers or anything, no, but no. I'm kind of just, like, I'd rather them the official... show it to me when they're ready and not, like, this shitty situation they've been sure. put in. Yeah. Um, By the way, can I comment on something about Blade? Please. Because I feel like people have been talking about... I've seen a lot of people commenting being like, oh, Blade, the graphics look like they, they fucking suck. What? Like How? because it's because the art they have like a very oh, specific like from the leaked stuff. No, no, from the official Blade. Like from there was no leaked stuff. From the official trailer. No, because no, because the trailer their art mm-hmm. style is very like Spider Verse kind of comic booky in that Arcane usually does are kind of more cartoony, less realistic art yes. style. Death Loop is very kind of like like it looks like a mixture between realism and and comic book kind of art. So people, I feel like some people who are like super casual gamers comment like when something doesn't look lifelike, they're like, oh, this looks fucking horrible graphically. 
even though it's like a very intentional style and it's like what would they say the same thing about like into the spider-verse because it doesn't look real it looks kind of like choppy a karma comic buggy it's like it's a weird critique to me yeah that's just it's always frustrating when people are like why doesn't every game look like the last of us i'm like because fucking then every game would be boring as shit mm. like i love last of us one and two but you know what the least interesting thing is to me about them their art style because it's just like hey reality and it's like okay that's not interesting it's like you know i think it's beautiful it's on its own way it's beautiful and it's technically impressive but it's not like you know creative an indie game with like shovel knight or hotline miami mm. with the pixel art and the colors that's like infinitely more it's interesting a, to me it's interesting that you say that because i feel like looking at a game like shovel knight i would say like i i think it's more beautiful than a game like last of us in terms of like visuals mm. even though it's not like you know it's very like simplistic i guess compared to something like last of us mm-hmm. but for some reason it's something that's like a charming quality about the mm-hmm. colors and the like the yeah yeah it's, it's cool. just it's bright it pops and it's, yeah, you know yeah. it stands out but um fuck was i saying with blade yeah that's the thing too though where if this is going to be their kind of like one kick at the can i'm glad they're doing a slightly you know lesser known in quotes hero because it's like we have a million batman games we have a million mm. spider-man games even rocksteady's doing suicide squad but it's like hey here's the fucking justice league in it um that one woman game is that. being made there's an iron man game being made like it's all these like it's all the big characters but i like the idea of them being like Give us Blade you and, got, you know, let us take a swing at it. If you guys had to pick one character, not necessarily just superhero, but one character that you've always wished that they made make a, like, a really good game for. Because they've made, like, I feel like they've made games for certain superheroes and characters and the games just end up being, like, whack. But mm-hmm. if, like, if a company like Insomniac that made Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, fully invested all their money and time into a different character, like, what would you wish that character would be? Or a superhero, even. Because to me, it's like, I feel like I've always wanted a good Superman game. Superman, I have two and Superman was going to be yeah. one of them. And I think there doesn't exist a great Superman game because mm. it's hard to do. Yeah, with all the destructibility and like the flying well, physics and stuff. The question is always like, if he can fly around and do all this shit, how do you like prevent him from leaving Metropolis or whatever? Mm. Like, if it was an open world game, Invisible how do you prevent it? Shit. Yeah, where he just gets the like. It, the very simple explanation would be like he gets there and then just turns around and has the line of like, "Oh, I can't leave. I've still got things to do." But like. Mm. Do you do a narrative thing where it's like Brainiac's got the whole fucking city trapped or something, and mm. like that's why he can't get out or I feel, whatever? I feel like it's also hard to make like opposition for him too, in a, in a way, because people would consider him like as, as an overpowered superhero in general. Sure. So I mean, you can introduce Kryptonite and shit like that, but it's like if you're having a battle with someone, it's gonna be hard to make it feel like a challenge when you're just like steamrolling. Yeah, like when you have a boss fight against like Doomsday or some sure. shit, it's like okay, this works. But when it's just like these henchmen, it's not like Batman <laughs> where it's like okay, I'm stealthing around. It's like Superman just flies up to him while he's getting shot and doesn't give a shit and but, just fucking torches everyone. But in that in that case, in that sense, it may be one of those games where it's like. It's just kind of those like uh, what do you call it? What's the what's the term for it? It's kind of like a Doom type game where mm. you feel so powerful. It's like the kind oh, like of a like, power fantasy. Yeah, power fantasy type game where you just kind of like do whatever you want. Well, that's why my second answer is going to be Hulk. That's what I was going to say too. Like the old PS2 Hulk games. I know there's a couple, but there's one I know. Like I remember playing Clear as Day as a kid, and that was just like. Mm. It wasn't like the Superman thing where it's like, how do we make this work? It was just like, yeah, fucking jump Destroy around shit. and pick up a car yeah. and toss it and beat the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So like a big budget Hulk game would be cool. I know saying Hulk and Superman are like <laughs> two of the most popular characters. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense with what I was saying. But um, mm-hmm. Patrick, Malcolm, anything? I don't know. I can't think of one. I, I mean, what, like I, villains. Like, uh, could, it be, could it be cool mm-hmm. to do like a villain sort That'd of That would be very cool. I was thinking about like Joker, but like he's like, what would it be? I was thinking, like, if they did a Joker game similar to what we saw in the movie, mm. 
Um, I thought you were gonna say yeah. like I thought you were gonna say like a Green Lantern like officially make like an incredible Green that'd Lantern cool. game or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, and there's other ways. Like, how do they do that? What do you mean? A Green Lantern game? I guess it could be like um, oh, it could be like a Star Wars likely Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I mean, likely it would be third person, and then maybe it would be like you'd be facing other kind of like you, you could go from lantern. planet to planet, but like mm. it would be like fast travel between planets kind sure, of thing. Probably. Yeah. You can fly around within each planet, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess like with certain characters, the, the the limits are so open and endless that it feels like nothing is grounding them in a sense, which I think is probably the problem with like some something like the Hulk, mm-hmm. where it just feels too like boundless. Like there has to be rules to follow. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man is so perfect because he is, even though he's really strong, he's limited to like, you know, I don't know, there's, like a, there's a cap on what he can do and there's a cap on where he can go and how fast he can go mm-hmm. and go there. So it's like... The other thing is we're also thinking like, you know, like Spider-Man, like these big open world, mm. blah, blah, blah. But if you had to give me choices and characters to not do like big open world, but like more linear things or smaller things. I mean, I'm such a it would not sell at all, but I'm such a sucker for it where it's like if you came to me and were like, here's like a Detroit become human style game, but it's about the question or whatever. Like where it's more like the faceless DC detective looking dude. Mm. Like if you gave me a game about that where it's like here's a game that it's like not about combat and it's not this open world thing. It is more just like cutscenes and making choices, but you're a fucking detective and like all a this shit. Type thing. Like a, yeah, it's like give me that every day you know, of the week. You mentioned villain and one that comes to my mind that would be so sick is like Magneto. Mm. If they did like a really really high quality Magneto game where you can like smash metal together and throw it at people like control mm-hmm, i played mm-hmm. control the 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 physic like the psychic abilities and control when you pick up shit and throw it at people it, it's so like it's almost like the same quality that um, kratos has with the axe where it feels like magnetic like you throw it and you like catch it like when you throw shit in that game it feels so like earthy and like grounded mm-hmm. and like impactful mm-hmm. so if you did that shit with like uh what were we, what were we saying? Magneto? Magneto. Mm-hmm. That would feel so like satisfying to like pick stuff up and you can feel like your controller rumble and you pick up a big truck and you throw it or crush it and it's like, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the X-Men, something I think would be really interesting because I love Mystique. It's mm. just a Mystique game because I love the idea of being able to turn into whoever you want mm. and being able to do like whatever you want. That's true. And that's another <laughs> thing where it's okay. like... In, in a sense. I looked over Patrick and he's kind of like smiling. Like he's like, well, what is he thinking? <laughs> that, but, but that's another example of a game where it's like, yeah, do you really need like some giant open world mystique thing? Mm. No, no probably not. Story but you could make like an Uncharted game mm. out of yeah. like a mystique. Like could just you, do it as or a like, shooter or, or whatever. Or imagine like could, a... a could, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. So I was just going to say, could you do a Thanos game where he's the protagonist <laughs> and they're See the making pro- you want to erase half the universe. Oh god! <laughs> See, the problem to me with Thanos is that he's so powerful. Like, how do you make you his to, abilities? Yeah, like... You have to do it. You have to do it where it's a quest to get the stuff. Oh, I see. There's oh, ways so to do. That would be pretty cool. Actually. There's ways to do overpowered characters. Like even with Superman, I think if you had a Superman game where it's like the setup is Brainiac has like covered Metropolis, so it's like okay, he can't leave, and he's activated you know a red sun thing, so it's like okay, it's a depowered mm. Superman. He doesn't have like all of his kind of toolkit we can kind of like play with it. Like I think there's ways to do characters like that. It just, even like, cause people have said like, what if they made like a flash game? And it's like, hmm. yes, awesome. Well, I done that yet. But it's like, but how do you limit like the speed? How, yeah. First yeah. of all, how does the game, I mean, I guess there's ways to do it, but it's like, first of all, the game, your game has to run fast enough, literally no pun intended so that he can get from point A to B in a way that doesn't feel like it's too slow. And then even when he's fighting people, the same thing of like, yeah, well, what's the challenge in him fighting like regular henchmen? Unless he's fighting another speedster or Captain Cold or one of these fucking guys. To, to me how for, would you fight another speedster too? Like, yeah. How, that how, how, like? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in Justice Two, that's one of my favorite cutscenes when him and Reverse Flash are fighting and they're just running all over the place. And, like, but it's just the a highway cutscene. Traffic, but that's the thing; it's you're not playing it. Yeah. yeah. 
I feel like I feel like for these reasons of all these limits and shit, like that's why Spider Man's so perfect. That's why Wolverine's a great idea too. Mm-hmm. And they've done games for him in the past, but like his whole idea of like regeneration and that being connected to the health system in the game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it just works really well. But Marvel Ultimate Alliance is a thing, and they use a mm. lot bunch of characters. Yeah. Yeah. But it's mm. fun. But none of them have like our limit. Wait, well, is Hulk in it? Hulk's in it. But Marvel yeah, Ultimate but Alliance, those contained. are like different. Yeah, yeah, it's like a different style. It's not like open world game, or you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Isn't it, isn't Ultimate Alliance? I haven't played in a long time. But isn't it kind of like a top down? It's a top down. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like those like, old X Men ones. It's a yeah. f- group of four. You have four mm-hmm. heroes at once. That's why I guess the characters that are more powerful, you could make something that's more linear in, in order to kind of. Have a, a natural limit to what they can do. I guess they not have made an Iron Man game yet. There's one coming. Oh, they made like Iron Man VR games and right. stuff, but I've never. Yeah. Um, you know what? If you want a perfect solution to all this, Marvel Snap, ladies and gentlemen, we're not sponsored, oh, right. but we perfect solution. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, with Blade and Arcane, not quite perfect. Um, I get what you're saying, but like, if this is kind of the one Marvel game they do, that's cool. But the problem is, they just the other Arcane studio just put out Redfall, which was a giant shit show. So what, now they're doing the other studios doing Blade mm-hmm. and the going word was that like they're not that far into Blade. So it's kind of like no. it's just ever so slightly frustrating for me where I'm like, well your other team just blew its load with Redfall, so they're not mm-hmm. putting anything out for years. What team was that by the way? Was that the same team that made one of the old, older games or is it like a, think a separate it team? It was the US team, but I don't know what they like the, made. Like Arcane's most famous games like Take Dishonored, Prey, Deathloop, like, is that a different team that did that than that did Redfall, Redfall or is that a, you know, same Let's team? Let's take a look. French video game studio. There's another one in Austin, Texas. Wikipedia's asked you something multiple times. Has it? Yes. But what if you go down to the games, like, what does it show which, who made which game? Does it show? So it sounds like the first few games up to Dishonored was just one team. Then Dishonored 2 was Leon. Austin was Prey. Okay. Leon was more Dishonored. They both kind of worked with machine games for that Wolfenstein Youngblood thing. Okay. Deathloop was Leon. Uh, Austin was Redfall. And now okay. Blade is Leon. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a swing here and say that based on this chart, Leon bangs it out of the park every time. Whereas... Austin has had some slip ups with, you know. Other than like the Wolfenstein stuff, Leon's pretty spotless. But yeah, Austin nailed it for me with Prey. And mm. then it's like, hey, Redfall. And it's like, oof, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. One that, for three. Hmm? <laughs> well, because well, honestly, but a lot of people didn't receive Prey that well. Mm. And I, I, I'm conflicted on the game. I really like it, but I think it has some problems. Whereas I love Dishonored and I love Deathloop. And I don't think they have as many problems. So, like, yeah, but just me personally, I think Leon is based on this is uh one that like they do it better mm-hmm. so i'm glad that they're doing uh what blade. Do you call it? blade yeah um but anyways so games and stuff that revealed now in terms of a couple things that came out of the events that i thought would just be i know you guys aren't necessarily like in the shit like i am with the games industry but i just thought what would are you be, saying what are you saying you're not necessarily like you don't pay attention you're not as knowledgeable much. like that okay. um <laughs> first thing was christopher judge mr kratos himself uh Last year had that infamous like eight minute long <laughs> acceptance speech, yeah. and it feels like they reacted to that this year. And we'll get into that because you brought it up, and for you it was a positive, and for a lot of people it wasn't. Um, but the first thing was that he gave this speech or like kind of opening address. I thought it was hilarious, mm-hmm. and I thought the first thing we'll get into is the joke he made, Call of Duty. where he's like, "My joke or my 
award speech last year was longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. And like everybody in the play was like, mm. blah, blah, blah. and it's like this very fucking nerdy video game joke. But I was like, ha, that's funny. Cause yeah, apparently Modern Warfare 3 came out this year and stunk. And everybody's like, the campaign's two seconds and sucks. Um, a lot of people really got their knickers in a knot about that. And were like, said that it's shorter. Who, wait, 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 basically, wait, wait. like, who. Who is watching that and going, I'm upset that he insulted Call of Duty. And a lot of Call of Duty devs like were tweeting oh. whatever and being like, how could Christopher Judge okay. do this? And it's an event about like celebrating industry sure. and you're tearing us down that and makes, all this That stuff. makes sense. I thought you were saying just like random people being like, oh, I really <laughs> like that game. How dare he? How dare there, were yeah, there were definitely some people that were just, you know, the perpetually offended people on Twitter. But like it, there was also some of the devs being like, hey, man, like blah, blah. And to me, it was just like those devs can go and you know, screw themselves. But it's just like, come on, guys. Like, it's such a harmless joke. Literally and also harmless. everybody at the end of the day, most people know that Call of Duty's it's, it's released every single year. They're not putting in like, you know, it's not like they're like trying to fucking, I don't know, re- make something super creative. And it may, they're, they're not just, reinventing the wheel. Yeah, it's like yeah. FIFA 22, 2023, 20, 24. It's like they're just kind of slightly bettering it, changing the story a little bit, keeping same guns. It's like they're not they're not creating something that's like, you know, wholly original and artistic. They're Which is re- no disrespect to anybody no. working on it. The games are, by all accounts, usually good. I still am in agreement that they're some of the best feeling first-person shooters from game to game. Um, and they, like, you know, they look pretty, blah, blah. Like, there's definitely quality there. It's if not If the that. campaign is objectively that, like, very short, yeah. then what What's could the, they possibly it's not like, say? It's not, it's, not like, it's not like he insulted the kind of, like... It's not like he insulted the technical aspects of the game no. or he insulted, like, the, the story. Well, that's yeah. what some people were pushing back with, with, like... Yeah, but the campaign is, like, noticeably short. Yeah, do you know how long it... Can you pull it up in hours? Like, I'm curious uh, to see how... Because to me, it's, like... If it's, like, super short, then, like, the joke is even more warranted. Yeah. But even if it's not that short, like, it's just a joke. It's just you a know? joke, yeah. Shout out to how long five to hours. Be. Five yeah, hours. Wow, that's, that's short. short. <laughs> no, that that com- is so short. Most games nowadays are at least 10 to 15, right? So... Yeah, and especially, again, something that is this, like, big AAA, you know... $100 game. $100 million budget and all this shit. Um, True. So, to me, it was just very, like come on guys and it's also like i wish i think the game awards and we'll get into this is a little too buttoned up sometimes what does that mean like they're very trying ask kissy what i understand is that a lot of people still don't take video games seriously Mm. as like an art form or an entertainment and thing and all this and i get what jeff is trying to do in a sense by like making the show like very official and high production family friendly like family friendly and high budget and like you know Look at how impressive the stage is, and look at we have the fucking orchestra doing like the music. Queen. Like they're trying to run a very professional thing here. I get it, but there's also a part of me that wishes that they had a little bit more fun with it. Like I think of the Golden Globes when they had Gervais. Ricky Gervais hosting for years, and all he would do is just get up there for the first ten minutes and just shit all over everybody in the room, mm-hmm. and that's like the best part of the night. And to me, it's kind of like. We got a taste of it, like two percent of that, with that one joke against Call of Duty, and everybody lost their shit. And you know, it's it, like it was like the most one of the more memorable moments of the whole award, and then yeah. people were like, t- like you said, tweeting about it afterwards and shit. So I feel like definitely injecting that throughout the show can make it more entertaining. Did he apologize? Like, no. no, I don't think. And so. it was also <laughs> genuinely funny, unlike yeah. some of the other stuff when it's like. Daddy Jeff, I love you. But when you bring out Gonzo, the fucking Muppet, and have this like five minute segment, it's like, okay, whatever, guys. What was that? And I forget what it was, but the pre show, Sydney Goodman had some joke. I don't blame her at all. It's not her fault. It's not on you, Sydney. It's on whoever the writer is. 
But there was definitely one joke she had in the pre-show where like all she had like sitting, five jokes. But we were all sitting in the room, and there's definitely I forget what it was, but there was one specific one where we were all just kind of like, ah, that was rough. And that's what I'm saying, where it's like for him to come out and have like one actually funny joke that landed. <laughs> they had to. They Dude, had the to have had the audience with like a laugh. Like maybe you know, you, some of them laughed. You know, like, cr- there's nothing funny. No, but here. when they were doing when Cindy Goodman was doing the pre-show, mm-hmm. I didn't really hear many many people laugh at all. It seemed like. But Jeff, am maybe, I misremembering? Maybe. Oh. But but what I what I was thinking is like. I don't know. To me, it's almost as if they're trying to, like, with the whole Gonzo thing, mm-hmm. it's like, he's like, look, guys, it's Gonzo. <laughs> and it's like, your your demographic <laughs> kept, is like 18 to 34. They kept referencing like, Gonzo in the pre-show. <laughs> and I was like, who's Gonzo? Gonzo? Gonzo's coming. <laughs> they're like, Gonzo's coming. We get excited, guys. I'm like, who is this? And then finally the Muppet shows up. I'm like, what is happening? I mean, Gonzo. Why is a Muppet on stage it, right now at the I Game Awards? I'm surprised you've never heard of Gonzo because historically I've said that you look like him a little bit. <laughs> wow. Have you said that? <laughs> yeah. That's like a um, I remember that. Well, we'll blow through the next things a little quickly here because I'm gonna have to skedaddle pick up Varsh uh, soon, yeah. so we won't belabor this too. But the can next we put up a picture of me and Gonzo side by side? We can. <laughs> um, the next thing with regards to the Game Awards was what you brought up as a positive thing was they got a lot of <laughs> shit this year for not giving the recipients a lot of time to speak. I was really happy about that. And the proof of that was that people were taking like pictures of the teleprompter in the room, like, you know, if they could see it behind them. And it literally, after 30 seconds, had this giant thing of text pop, like, wrap it up, please. Mm. And it's like, the guy who voiced, the guy who voiced (laughs) that character in Baller's Gate 3, he had a really, like, good kind of, like, impassioned speech. And it was kind of, like, weird when they were, like, after 30 seconds trying to cut him off. And then when Alan Wake 2 won Best Game Direction and Sam Lake got up there and, again, to me, gave this, like, really good, you know, passionate, nice, like, this really good speech. And then, again, after, like, 30 seconds to have the fucking music start kicking in, I get that it's a bit of a reaction to last year with the Kratos guy, Mm. Christopher Judge, like, going on and on and on. I get that. But to me, it's, like, even though to some people that's, like, the boring part of the show and they would rather, like, more announcements or whatever and whatever. But it's, like... Why did I say whatever twice? Um, people are frustrated, and I think validly so, when it's like, you invite Matthew McConaughey to come up on stage and talk for however many minutes he was up there doing his thing. And it's like, yeah, it's funny, and he's charming or whatever, but it's like, okay. Then you bring Anthony Mackie out, mm-hmm. and he goes on for, like, minutes at a time because, like, he's doing fucking crowd work or whatever. Like, it's the fucking comedy seller. <laughs> That's kind of weird where he was just like... Watching it live was interesting because he was just kind of like, um, unlike crowd work that you see in a comedy show, you don't hear what other people are saying. Sure. So he's just kind of like, oh, no, you, you didn't say that, whatever. And then he's just like kind of yelling at people. So yeah. it's kind of not entertaining to watch. It was just him kind of going on. And I don't even necessarily blame him as no. much because I know people were like shouting sure, out from the crowd. To people. So it's like, I get that he's just, you know, as far, I'm sure he's just like, oh, like, yeah, I'm just going to fuck around with people a bit. But it's like, you give him minutes at a time, you give Matthew McConaughey minutes at a time. not the developers and shit. And then it's like, but then, yeah, and then like these other Hollywood people, you have Timothy Chalamet come out and announce Game of the Year. For no reason. For Ooh. what reason? Well, how, how is how is he linked to the game? He's world? not connected to anything. He's not, he wasn't anyway. He wasn't in a game. He didn't. He's not going to be in an upcoming game. He's just like as soon as he came out, I was like, okay, he's going to announce that he's in something because no. he was at. And I know Hideo Kojima posts all the time on his Instagram that like Ari Aster was just at his studio and people were like freaking out. He posts when like famous people are at Kojima Productions, and he had posted Timothy Chalamet like a few days before the awards. When he came out, I was like. They're going to bring Kojima back out again, and they're going to talk about Death Stranding 2 and fucking Timothy Chalamet's in it or whatever. And then it's like, 
You know what I think? And here's the game of the year. He's it's Willy like, Wonka. Why you is know he? I'm Willy Wonka. Honestly, and here's the game what of the year. I was gonna say is I, I really do think it's just like he has a big movie coming out. Yeah. Let's just get him out there. They probably like paid him a shit ton of money to be like, hey, you know, talk, say these two words. Say these words, and then also kind of get your face in the public. Like this demographic may not know much about the movie that's coming. I don't know. You know I don't want to see that movie. Like, Looks, well, I don't like him. I'm so I'm so not obsessed, but like the song is stuck in my head. The one where it goes, you know, the one I'm Which talking one? about. The one where it's like. Uh, come with me. Oh God! Mm, yeah, yeah. And you. Here's the thing, though. It goes back to what I was saying about the awards like trying to like <laughs> tighten the ship a little bit, and like you know, whatever. Where it feels like them having these Hollywood people in. Don't get me wrong. If they're in a game, more power to you. I get that it brings eyes. Fucking one of the best E3 moments. Now that E3's dead of all time, will always be fucking Keanu Reeves coming out at the Xbox. Cyberpunk? showcase where they were showing cyberpunk and they played the trailer and then it was him in the game and everybody was like what the fuck and then the stage pulls up and it's him there kind of thing and we get the infamous your breathtaking moment mm. fine all the way but it's like having timothy chalamet there just feels like them trying to be like look the rest of the world like this is a legitimate thing in a legitimate art like take us seriously kind of thing I but it's like why to me you should have a Hideo Kojima or Why Miyamoto. Yeah, but like you should English? have, I guess, sure. But Miyamoto, one of these guys, like some famous, get an old fucking Capcom guy, whatever. I don't care. But even just have Jeff do it. Mm. To me, it's like embrace that it's our thing. Not in an exclusionary way or like a gatekeeping of like, don't come into that games. sounds exclusionary. But <laughs> embrace it where it's like, this is our thing. And it's like, you know, if you're here and you don't, understand who every person on stage is or whatever then it's like that's okay it doesn't matter like I think embrace it i think the general idea it seems like it's like kind of like selling the soul becoming more like commercial becoming sure. more just like for the masses trying to sp and you kind of lose like he's saying i guess like the the kind of like it's not for the the people who love video games anymore it's for people for, for just kind of whoever yeah like but at the end of the people. day like what does it matter who announces an award it doesn't ultimately that much like there is a certain amount of, you know, maybe me making a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. But like but in general, though, not about that specific point of who announces it, but just about sure. less time for developers to yes, speak. And whatever. That, I like that. OK, you like that because you don't care about you don't really care. About I like that because, again, like I'd actually didn't say anything on this point. I wanted <laughs> to get back to this point, but I feel like having the time limit is a good thing so that we can get the awards going. And if you want to say something, you should. If you can say something with less words, that's yeah, but better. 30 well, seconds but thirty seconds, you can say the same thing. But thirty sure. seconds is crazy. Is it but not? there's two counters to this. A, first of all, yes, I think thirty seconds, and even Jeff Keeley was saying after was like, yeah, we kind of overdid it a bit. I think thirty seconds is ridiculous. You, to me, you got to give people at least a minute, a minute, minute and a half yeah. kind of thing. But the other thing is, people were also mad because there were a couple times where Jeff got up and blew through like four or five awards yeah. without anybody coming on stage. It was just like, here's the best indie game, blah blah blah, and here's the best multiplayer game blah, and like just running through them and then people are like well if it's an award show like Bring what's the, people the point up. and you just blowing through these and then my other thing is like yeah you want to if they were gonna if okay. they were gonna like take away time from the speeches to put it towards you know other game announcements or things like that then it's like okay sure but it's like a lot of times it just feels like the the devs get less time and it's like and here's an ad break or it's like the devs get less time but here's five minutes of Matthew McConaughey and it's like why not cut him down to like a minute or two and give the devs that extra time I didn't you know? even I what didn't is even... it that they want to say so badly what do you mean who 
the devs? What, what is it that they need to get off their chest? I don't know. Well, put it this way. As somebody who's kind of hopefully in, not specifically video games, but going to be in this world one day, I can tell you that if I ever won a fucking Oscar or something yeah. one day, I would want more than 30 seconds to like soak that in and, you know, say my piece kind of also, thing. Also, I feel like it's a, rec- a recognition thing where, or it's kind of like, you know, your industry, you're going to respect... Ultimately, I'm sure developers you know, respect, respect me. developers. Yeah, you know, respect me. <laughs> I feel like ultimately developers want to hear from like it probably means the most to them when other developers give them praise because it's like, you know, it's just like if you're a soccer player, it would mean a lot to you to hear a big soccer player complimenting what you're doing. So it's mm. like because I didn't even notice that a lot of games, they didn't bring anybody up because mm-hmm. I, I think last year they'd be like best multiplayer and they would go up and they would mm-hmm. give them the award and they, they don't, they'd have best a little bit. Best esports coach would go up? No. no some of them no, definitely them get relegated up. to like the pre-show or like, But like know. last year there were some that were like, like multiplayer, best, um, what's the other one? They said indie game. Like none of those went up, but usually they would go up. I feel like indie game should have had a place. Did it go up? I don't remember if it did. I don't think it did if memory starts but like that's a thing to me where it's like yeah indie game should go up kind yeah. of thing because it's like that that is you recognizing like that entire game. portion yeah. of the gaming industry of like hey team of 10 people working out of somebody's house that isn't fucking ea or ubisoft like this is your moment to kind of like celebrate and relish in you winning yeah. this award and being recognized and all that stuff so it's like i don't know overall okay you guys broke me <laughs> 45 seconds no. The other thing is, again, I get Jeff Keeley's in a tough spot. People also brought up the valid complaint of like, or like the Greg Miller guy who works at Kind of Funny that I watch them too. He had this great moment on one of their shows where he was like, hey, every year for the past few years, I've been hosting the Dice Awards, which is another gaming award show. And he's like, there are no announcements at that show. All the winners are picked by devs. It's not by like, you know, the media outlets and all these places. He's like, the devs have as long as they want to talk or whatever. And he's like, and nobody watches that show. He's like, it has viewership and whatever, but it's nowhere close to the Game Awards. And it's like, because even though a lot of people, myself included to an extent, say, yeah, give the devs more time, blah, 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 blah. It's like, but most people aren't sitting and watching the hour. Dice Awards. Mm. So I get there is a certain amount of like, to give Mr. Daddy Jeff Keeley Honestly, it needs to be more credit. about the announcements and... They, they need to give more time for announcements and stuff, like Mark said. Yeah, but it's an, at the end of the day, it's an award show, so they should also give a lot of time to like recognizing the well, awards well, side. They, of it. they they do need to give time for that, but they need to acknowledge why people are tuning in. Like, sure, I feel like more people are tuning in, but it's for not for the announcements. No, but there are shows that are like to me. I understand what you're saying, but there are shows that are like announcement shows. Yeah, yeah. like when they do like a PlayStation uh, showcase or whatever, mm-hmm. it's for showcasing PlayStation games and PlayStation products. Yeah, but this is like an award show ultimately. Yeah, so I feel true. like it should at least be like. 50 50 like awards giving people time to, to like you know have their kind of glorious moment yeah and then like half like exciting new announcements mm-hmm. well people, they the, the things they've built their in my opinion they've their built their brand or their show around the idea of like yes, world it's premieres so, uh, it's world premieres and it's yes the awards, idea is so. people go into it expecting to see cool shit mm-hmm. at the end of the day and at, some people like people tossed out the idea of like well what if you did the show still three hours but the first hour was just awards and then you spent like the next two hours just like doing it like when Keeley does Summer Games Fest in like June or whatever, where it's like just two hours of announcements, announcements. Well, wouldn't announcements. it lose people as a problem if it's like if you're not mm. if you're if you're there? I guess you're saying you could just watch the second half or whatever. And people bring up that of like, well, if everybody knows that going in, the first hour is going to be like way less viewership, and yeah. then the next two hours will be like way higher. And to me, I'm kind of like, I guess, but I would rather just do it that way personally, of like give everybody their time to shine. 
then do like this sort of almost separate like now and here's the show kind of but thing. I, 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 like, I like it I better like, like inner me too. split up. Kind of I thing, think the know? reason why is because you, you're like this. You have more stamina watching it because I feel like even as someone who actually like watching the devs come up and like talk about the game and talk about what it took and whatever and like it's it's interesting to see. But if it was just like that for an hour straight, I feel like I get burnt out very easily. Mm. Whereas like if it's in, interspersed, I feel like I and think it also builds up. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say it also builds up like anticipation for the next premiere. Sure, yeah. If you have like the break between, like, yeah. okay, and, sure, and, and, and devs are gonna come talk, and yeah. we're gonna hear this award, and then okay, mm-hmm. now it's another premiere. Can't wait to see. Sure, that and I think what you were saying about like, what you were saying about the time limit, like, I think ultimately there has to be a time limit. Yes. Or else you'll have the judge situation every year of <laughs> yes. like five, eight minutes, whatever it was. So I feel like, but I think an argument could be made definitely, and even like you said, Keely acknowledged it himself that it yeah. should be longer because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like. We're trying to celebrate video games and the people who've made them and give them awards and give them time to like you know express honest, themselves. And to be honest, I didn't know it was thirty seconds. I didn't know exactly thirty seconds, yeah. but it did seem way shorter than because like I remember like when the first award was like brought up, someone was still talking and the music started playing, like playing mm-hmm. them off, and I was like, oh yeah, shit, they're actually playing them off. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, um, well we'll start to wrap up here because like I said, I got a split fill in a few mm-hmm. minutes. But anyways, those are kind of like the big things to come out of the show. I think. You know, again, to give Jeff Keighley credit, I think some people kind of are like really hard on him and shit on him. But to me, it's like I think he's a good face. The Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's work. I think he's a good face for the industry. And I don't just say that because he's Canadian, which does make me like him. Because he's white. Uh, Nope. (laughs) Definitely not that. Nope. Not that at all. Definitely. Definitely not that. Um, I give him a lot of credit because to me, it's like I'm sure it takes a lot of energy Especially now where he basically does three shows a year of like, now it's Summer Games Fest in June, which is basically taking E3's Which is spot. great. I love Summer Games Fest. So it's like, okay, he does that. He does the Gamescom in is Europe, the One it? Night Live. I would assume he makes pretty good coin. But he does the One Night Live in like the fall for Gamescom. And then at the end of the year, he does Game Awards. So I give him all the credit in the world for, you know, even if every show is not perfect and like, this year, for example, maybe seems like a slightly weaker year for like announcements mm, and things weaker. like that. I give him credit and the benefit of the doubt of like, you can tell he cares and that yeah. he gives a shit and that he actually plays games. It's not like some of these people, like the PlayStation boss guy, Jim Ryan, is leaving in the new year, mm. who's been there for a few years now. But everybody always used to make fun of him when like anytime somebody would catch him at like a convention or something not a or an interview, it'd be like, it'd be like, Jim Ryan, what are you playing now kind of thing. And whatever the most recent PS5 game mm. was, it's like, well, right now I'm currently playing Gran Turismo 7, which you can play on PlayStation 5. And then when Spider-Man 2 comes out, it's like, what are you playing now, Jim? Yeah. Well, I'm playing Spider-Man 2, which you can buy on PlayStation 5. And we have a bundle now, too. And it's like, yeah, thanks, Jim. But, like, you can tell... He's a businessman more than a game. Yes, player. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But you can tell with somebody like Jeff Keighley that, like, the way he kind of simped for Kojima for so many years and is now, like, boys with him and whatever, like, you can tell he knows his shit and cares and, you know... he doesn't just talk the talk he walks the walk and for the actual show too it seems like he cares about the feedback because even yes. you were saying he was saying like fair enough i think we could have done better with that and he realizes that and i think also like i think i've seen from year to year sometimes people will really complain about something and then they, next year they'll actually kind of fix it a little bit mm-hmm. so it's, it's not just like yes. a fuck you everybody they do doing adjust whatever. and i'm okay. sure next year it'll be a little better and Good they'll news. tweak ze- it and there, things there's Good zero news. yeah there's zero way next year they're gonna have the same Gonzo. time limit oh no they're gonna have a muppet for sure. they always have back. muppet but the they thing always is have a muppet? they've had muppets like multiple times now i don't know why yeah, it was oscar the grout no oscar the grouch was there last like a couple years ago yeah like gonzo being here is not the first time can we get the feedback out there to mr keely sure that's why we 
we said mistake. This, that's I, feel like, said I, mistake. I feel like people have more problems, like bigger problems with the show. So that ends up probably being something that he doesn't really hear that much. True. But it's definitely something that he should he take should, He should from. hear. No, he <laughs> yeah. should um, well, anyways, I got to skedaddle now, fellas. So we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is our first bonus episode while we're on. You didn't end up on. telling them how Pablo did. Fuck Pablo. Not Pablo very well. I don't think he, actually, don't think he actually entered anything. Oh, um, yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, this is our first of the three bonus episodes we've got going out while we're on holidays right now. Bye. Uh, and I know this was a very nerdy inside baseball episode but i hope you enjoyed it and if you didn't deal with it uh this is coming out very long after this will also be yeah this will be a a few weeks is this this coming out is this coming out in january no it'll be i think it's like december 30th that's something we need to discuss in the new year yeah we'll we'll figure it out anyways i gotta go uh thank you uh goodbye i hope you enjoyed the show